0: Welcome to Designing Success from Study to Studio. I'm your host, Rhiannon Lee, founder of the Oleander and Finch Design Studio. I've lived the transformation from study to studio and then stripped it bare and wrote down the framework so you don't have to overthink it. In this podcast, you could expect real talk with industry friends, community, connection and actionable tips to help you conquer whatever's holding you back. Now let's get designing your own success. Today's solo episode is probably a bit of a heavy topic, but I really think it's an important one. And I think it's one that should come out of the shadows more often. And it's around like, when do I throw in the towel on this business? When do I say, I tried and I failed, I've given it my all and it doesn't work? When is it okay to walk away and do something else or just make that decision? Because the reason I want to talk about it so much is because the last. Month or so specifically, it's come up time and time again in my DMs. People reaching out to me. I'm at my last tether. I can't hold on much longer. I've not got regular clients. Um, cost of living is affecting everybody. This is affecting my relationship. My husband doesn't understand why I'm not bringing in money while I'm starting to build an interior design business. And so there's all this worry and concern buzzing around. And I thought, you know what? There's been a lot of conversations internally in our group chat that we have in the framework, my online course for emerging designers. And I thought I'm going to bring, shed some light on this in a more public arena, because I think a lot more people out there than you think, considering this or worrying about how do I make this business viable in a way that supports my lifestyle, that supports my family, that means that I can continue to do it without having to take a pause I hate the terminology, admit defeat or say that i failed because you've never failed. Oh, my goodness. Every person listening who is currently running, thinking of running and even being around a small business knows how much work it is. That is in no way a failure. Every single time you showed up for your brand, every single time you did something to start a business, That's not a failure, even if that business does not scale and grow to seven figures where you only work two hours a week while you're sipping tea, getting a manicure. That's not reality for most of us. And for many small business owners, so many in that first three years, it's so tough to keep fronting up and to keep holding on and to be like, okay, I'm backing myself. I trust myself. Trust me. I've got this, especially when we've got responsibilities, we've got kids, we've got Partners who don't understand what's going on um, because they're not privy to the P&L, they don't know the bottom line, they don't know projected cash flow, and so they can only trust what you tell them. So for those of you who are out there feeling like this, I guess it's just a matter of sitting back and thinking: what is fact and what is fiction? What is really happening? What is market wide and what is actually like? What's a you problem and what's a everybody problem? So thinking about perhaps you your current marketing isn't working, or you're just repurposing and rehashing same old ideas that just don't work in 2024. It's not the same. You can't use the same strategy time and time again and. get the same results in business. We always need to evolve. We need to look at, is there a place inside of your business where you need professional development? Do you need a marketing workshop? Do you need to join a group course and and get some support because the community side is really holding you back? Um, Do you need to humanise your brand more? Do you need to show up? Have you been relentlessly posting what services you offer but without giving any value content or having any conversations that don't start with book with me, book now. (laughs) Because it's easy to fall into that trap actually, isn't it? When you are feeling panicked, when you feel like I might have to give this up, then I feel like consumers are so savvy these days and they just smell desperation when it comes to our marketing. So maybe it's as simple as saying, okay, I need to strip back what I'm currently doing and you can make a change in your business anytime you want. You don't need permission to go in a new direction to start um, showing up with two reels a day or really knuckling down and thinking, okay, something isn't connecting with my audience something isn't happening I don't feel insta-famous just yet so I could do something else I could try something else and that's not to say this is necessarily your fault it's just that when we get this feeling it's like what am I going to do with this feeling because if it's the kind of feelings that have shown up in my dms lately that's burn it all to the ground feelings I'm just pretty sure I've messed it all up like just some of the words that have come into my inbox breaks my heart like super talented people who should be in this industry they need to be in this industry their voice needs to be heard and they're in my inbox instead saying I've completely failed, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to make this work which is an awful place to be in for anyone and I think most business owners have been in that place but one of the things that's I don't know if it's toxic or unhelpful is that so many people will give you the business advice of keep trying just keep trying, just keep going. And I am really guilty myself of saying your magic is just around the corner because I truly believe because my experience has been when you are on the floor shower sobbing and you've had enough and you think I've done everything that I possibly can and it's still tumbleweeds and I work so hard and I don't know why nobody will love me or book me or pay me money to do this. I've made a mistake. Generally, the very next day, there's two website inquiries and I booked three deposits in that week and I'm like oh my god things are turning around so it almost takes you to get to that breaking point to cut through to the next level or layer of your business skills but the whole thing of keep trying as a piece of business advice is stinks because I don't actually want you to keep trying I want you to keep analyzing and keep reviewing the data and keep making CEO boss decisions about what that data says to you but just keep trying the same thing you're not going to get a different result there's a whole bunch of analogies for that isn't there but keep trying it's not really very helpful especially not when you're actually weighing up whether or not you've taken a risk or bitten off more than you can chew now because I love me a solution focused result I am going to jump in on a few things that you could do That might actually help. I mentioned earlier in the episode separating fact from fiction, is this a truth or is it a terrifying prospect? Am I being a little bit of a drama llama or am I actually going to close this business down? Because when you picture yourself in the position of reaching out to suppliers, friends, family, past clients, whatever that looks like, and saying I've made the very difficult decision of closing down Oleander and Finch, picture yourself doing that. How does that feel? Does that give you a sense of relief? Do you Are you happy to do that? Or is that, nope, now that I've pictured that and seen that is not an option, that's not on the table, activate tenacity, let's go do something else. So <laughs> I think that's helpful sometimes just putting myself in the position of the worst case scenario and playing a bit of devil's advocate for myself. But in lieu of that, there is also your ability to reflect on your why. Just revisit the reason you started uh, your interior design business and started wanting to run a small business. Has the initial spark changed? Sometimes when we reconnect with that core motivation, it can just reignite your passion and give you clear direction. Okay, yes, I actually only started this to make sure that my sons would have a feeling of stability when they come home from school. And I could have really flexible hours and never apologize to them to an employer and all that sort of stuff. So I could be like, does my current job provide that? Yes, it does. So my why is being lived as a core principle every single day, in which case, maybe I'm just putting a lot of pressure on myself because I'm that kind of person. I'm incredibly ambitious and I want to continue to get better and better. And maybe if I revisit my why, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I am doing that every day, even as a minimum viable version of this business. I could be home when the kids are home from school and so on. So maybe spinning it a little bit and thinking about whether or not you're actually living the why and the reason that you started the business in the first place. The next thing I do is definitely assess how far you've come, the obstacles you've overcome, the achievements you've made. Growth isn't always linear or reflected in immediate profits. Sometimes it's more like personal growth or professional development, and it's in the lessons learned and the resilience that we build along the way that we actually really shine. So it doesn't always need to just be like, it turns a massive profit, it's grown from the first year when I made $30,000 to a seven-figure, five-staff member firm. Maybe that's not for you. That's not what everyone's looking for. I don't want a team of staff members. I don't want to have to manage people's emotions and lives and feel responsible for them putting food on the table during cost-of-living crisis, but I know what I do want. Reflecting on how far you've come and also being really realistic with yourself because this comes up earlier than it needs to the amount of people that drop into my dms and are like i don't think i can do this i don't think it's working i failed at this and you're like mate you've been in business for what 45 posts and possibly four months it's like relative as well to i know it always feels like you're putting in so much work and maybe sometimes it feels like you're not getting the results but ask yourself honestly when we say i've done all that i can do I'm going to call bullshit on that at some point because it's, okay, when was the last time your face was on your stories telling your audience what you sell? Telling your audience how you can help them, how you give them a transformation. When was the last time your face was on your stories telling them what problem you even solved? So I feel like sometimes people come and say, I've done everything I can. It's, mm, no, you've done everything you wanted to do. You haven't done everything that you can and it might, as we said earlier, be about pinpointing a certain weakness in your brand that needs some professional development, just a little bit of a marketing. Maybe you just need to go to one of those one-day seminars, do a workshop with Oleander and Finch or something like that just to be re-energized. And Sometimes you just flat. Anyway, I'm back to making excuses that I wouldn't tolerate anyway, but I think it's important to pose that question like when I say I've done everything that I can do is it everything that you can do or is it everything that you want to do? Next, I would step back. Step back from being way too close to our own situation because it completely blurs our vision. If you can reach out to clients, colleagues, peers, look for new insights into your business impact and potential areas of improvement. So I mentioned before there might be places where we could improve or where we could do some form of like workshops or mini course or webinars or anything to help upskill. But sometimes there's a blind spot in your business that you don't even know is the blocker. So maybe that's money mindset for you. Maybe you haven't done any work on the money mindset and you just don't feel worthy and you're too uncomfortable to ask for the deposit and you don't value your own worth so no one can come and value it with you because they are bouncing off your energy, which is, oh my God, don't look at me. <laughs> so sometimes we're yeah, just way too close to our own situation. Ask around, get some people in your corner who will give you firm but fair feedback next i'd really consider your well-being so running a business absolutely should not come at the cost of your health and happiness if the stress of feeling like it's not coming together is unmanageable even after you've sought help it just might be worth considering a pivot or a new approach that aligns better with your well-being so sometimes that just means we need a service or structure review sometimes we don't need to burn the whole business to the ground as i mentioned before but sometimes all we need to do is sit in it and go I offer this thing and it's quite popular and it doesn't light me up. So I'm doing a lot of this work that I resent or I really want full service design clients, but I can't step away from just constantly talking about e-design because it's all I feel comfortable asking the deposit for. So I'm much more comfortable asking for $500 than $15,000. So just doing a bit of that self-work and going a bit deeper and trying to find out what is the cause of this problem because. It's generally coming from somewhere. Not very many people just wake up and they're like, you know what, I don't think I can run this business anymore. I think I'm going to have to close it down. Like It usually comes with a whole bunch of things that you have considered and that you have thought about. My last piece of advice for the analysis part of wondering where you're at with your business is before making any decisions, especially at a highly emotional time, And at a time when it's really quiet out there, lots of people are feeding back to me that this year has been a slow start. So just remember not to do anything particularly irrational or make any decisions, like sleep on it, think about it, talk to friends and family, talk to other designers, find out if it's fact and fiction, reconnect with your why, ask for feedback, give yourself a timeline, say, look, I'm feeling this way, I'm going to sound it out until the end of February and then I'm going to, like you can seek professional help, go and speak to someone. There is an excellent Beyond Blue campaign for small business owners because we all know this is a really stressful job. So if you are dropping into my DMs and you are seriously considering closing your business, my advice is 100% reach out for that support. And I will put the details in the show notes here because everybody should know about that. That is a free service for small business owners to access mental health care and someone who can help you sound out some tools and tactics to get through the stress and the difficulty Of business because it it will rise up. Nobody is immune. We are all going to go through times that are really dark and really hard in business. Another reminder I'd like to share is please don't be too hard on yourself when comparing yourself with others online. What you said over and over, it's not just a highlights reel, it's whatever that person is curating to best represent their business. I had someone in a marketing workshop say to me recently, I can't believe this person's getting so many clients. Like, they're killing it. And I took a look at their Instagram and I was like, they're not clients. That's marketing, like she is creating mood boards and the content says for this client brief, in this client brief we did this, in this client brief we did that and I was like that's fantastic but this is someone who's still studying and there's no way she's working on briefs with the budget to fill the house with that marble and that joinery and those things every day of the week. And I always say, use the language. That person did nothing wrong in that marketing message. They were just talking about, this is the brief, this is the design, this is the brief, this is the design. But the designer I was talking about in the workshop was under the impression that each and every one of those would come to fruition and would be a full scope piece of work. And that's simply not true. There's not one designer could do that much work in real life. They were excellent concepts, most of them on the scrap room floor. But if you don't think about it like that and you're just seeing them, you're like, they're killing it, I'm not. Mm, Okay, they're killing it because they're actively making the work they wish they were doing. You both have the same incoming deposits, zero. So (laughs) remembering again, because I think in the first couple of years specifically that comparison loop can be very strong. It's like a rip or an undercurrent and you get caught in it and you can't get out of it. So it's really important to recognize that you're not ever comparing likeful because nobody will share properly. Like I value transparency. My entire business model is based around that with the framework and I will tell the girls in there anything about my business, show them everything. But even then, still, my branding and my Instagram misrepresents me because there are days where I have scheduled content that goes out and looks like everything's fine and we're having like a really big, hard time at home with the kids, with family, with other things that go on in our life. And that's just not prevalent in any way, shape, or form online. So someone else is going to come across my account and be like, this girl's killing it. She's this, she's that. It's like, you don't know me. And I think it's a good reminder to everyone. Like we're as authentic as we want to be and we share as much as we possibly can in the realm of being helpful to potential clients. But it's a free platform. You don't pay for the content and I don't owe you anything. So people all across that platform feel the same and they are withholding things and you may be comparing yourself turning yourself into a pretzel comparing yourself with someone who just doesn't exist or doesn't care or it's a big waste of time really isn't it it's like such so much of your energy in the early years can be sucked out on comparison when it really needn't be Okay, and also this is probably going to sound really lame because it's one of those, like I feel like it should be on a cross-stitch thing somewhere, but a problem shared is a problem halved. And I honestly do believe that the girls who've been vulnerable in our private app and who've shared feelings of not being sure if it's time to give it all up or especially in that first year and they get to that stage where they're like, this doesn't work, perhaps I'm not good at it, all that imposter syndrome stuff. When that's shared, then everybody else just jumps in to be like, yes, I understand that feeling. I felt that feeling. I only two weeks ago found myself pretty close to the edge and it's just about talking each other off the ledge and knowing that you're not alone and that's why even though it's a little bit of a heavy episode I just thought it was really important to come in and say so far this year this has been a big talking point for things people who've reached out to me just to get my view on it or I guess probably so that the responsibility for someone else to be like don't go stay in the industry it gets better but it's so nice to hear from people have been where you want to be as well but yeah I do remember that and I think I have said it before, but I have a Snapchat group with a bunch of mums, shout out to you ladies. And I remember being in there all the time being like, oh my God, I've really embarrassed myself. i started this business and I've got no clients and like I get two clients a month or one client a month when it was a side hustle and I don't know what to do. And then things changed and strategy changed and COVID happened and a whole bunch of stuff went on. And then I was on there stressing out going, guys, I don't know what to do. I'm so stressed out. I've got so many jobs going at the moment and the kids are going through a leap and all this stuff's going on. And literally, and as they should, a few of them were called out and being like, careful what you wish for because you were here three, four, five months ago crying because you had no clients. A change is around the corner. Change is possible. Change does happen. We can be in a season that feels flat. And sometimes that's got lots to do with extraneous variables like mood and just how we, the expectations we put on ourselves and the ambitions that we have at the beginning of the year. But that's not to say the tools are not within your reach to make a change, to humanize your brand, to have a strategy that addresses it and to please, please back away from the ledge and keep it your business. I am sure without a shadow of a doubt that you are made for this industry. And if I can help in any way, please reach out at oleander underscore and underscore finch in instagram or come and see me anywhere you follow me check the links in the show notes now just before i go i want to ask you all a really massive favor i would love to grow the reviews on this podcast i do have a few from around when it launched Judging from the sorts of DMs that I get, it has helped many of you with particular topics. So if you're someone who's picked up a tidbit for your business, you felt supported, you felt like this podcast has given it to you real and um, you enjoy listening, I would be thrilled if you could go on to wherever you listen to your podcast and rate, review and subscribe. I just want as many people as possible to be able to also get help if they are starting an interior design business. Now. Looking forward to seeing you all on Thursday. I am picking the brains of an AI expert, specifically AI for interior design. You are going to love this chat. I was a little bit relentless because I'm so curious about all things AI. So I was asking all the big questions. So come back and learn. There are quite a few things in there that are drop moments that you can go and practice on AI and improve your design business. Until then, stay well, stay in the industry, and I'll chat to you soon. Okay, bye. That wraps up another episode of Designing Success from Study to Studio. Thanks for lending me your ears. Remember, progress over perfection is the key. If you found value in today's episode, go ahead and hit subscribe or share it with a friend. Your feedback means so much to me and it helps me improve, but it also helps this podcast reach more emerging and evolving designers just like you. For your daily dose of design business tips and to get a closer look at what goes on behind the scenes, follow at Oleander underscore and underscore Finch on Instagram. You'll find tons of resources available at www.oleanderandfinch.com to support you on your journey. Remember, this is your path, your vision, your future and your business. Now let's get out there and start designing your success.